Radio and UN Women UK present to you a live 24-hour radio show. 24 hours. Coming up on the FUBAR Radio and UN Women UK 24-hour radio show, Albert Hammond Jr. Ladies and gentlemen, FUBAR Radio, I'm joined by Albert Hammond Jr. in the studio right now. I feel like in general, I mean, make a positive impression on me. I grew up with my mom. I was always with her and she was the strong one in the family. You know, I think it, people think, you know, men are strong like because of being physical or because they yell. And I find that that's like, I grew up, that was like a weakness. You know, we don't pay enough attention to that because I feel like women bring life into this world and it's like, it's almost treated like it's nothing. Albert Hammond Jr. FUBAR Radio. Yeah, this is FUBAR Radio. Uh, Welcome, I'm Rachel Downey. I'm here for the 24-hour live marathon. I'm here until the entirety of the 24 hours. It's all to support the He For She campaign, um, all to do with UN Women UK and Arts Week. If you would like to donate, we would love you to donate. Text UNWN, followed by the amount, uh, to 7007. And I've got um, a huge helping hand right now in the shape of Michael Payne. Welcome. Thank you very much for having me. <laughs> and um, I'm just staring down at my hands now, just wondering how big they actually are. They, they are big hands. the emphasis was on huge. Like, yeah, a huge help. And I was thinking, are my hands unnaturally <laughs> big you're a very very big man <laughs> um thank you for joining me today no, not at all it's a very very good cause mm. and to anyone listening you heard exactly what she said text yeah. through um i can't actually see the number on the screen right now is it there quite- it is 770 70070 yeah uh hashtag he for she text UNWN. I just wanted to repeat all of that. Do you know I mean? really appreciate you doing Reinforce that. Reinforce it. Reinforce yeah, it. It's good. It's good. I'm impressed. Um, now, we are obviously here for um, He For She campaign, all to do with um, men and women working together. Um, there's a lot about women's rights, but we need men's backing to enable us. You need a stronger voice to ena- to help the weaker voice get there. You, We need to work as a team. Um, have you been surprised, uh, we've been talking about the Time's Up campaign, by the reaction from women who have said they've had sexual harassment, sexual abuse? Have you been surprised by the amount? That been women... shocked. Okay. How... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Why? Why are you shocked? Because it's it's a harrowing thing to have to go through. Mm. And you when the more harrowing the ordeal, the experience, you always kind of... I suppose as a human, you you kind of adapt to it by going, oh, you know, I suppose it doesn't happen that often. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And then when you get a multitude of accounts of it happening mm. so much every day, there's just... Non-stop. Exactly. Yeah. You you really do start to see how, you know, shocking the, the level of um, uh, abuse is, mm. you know, people taking advantage. You, you You really do start to see the kind of sheer size of the problem. Yeah. The, the 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 more time goes on because the more time goes on it ju- it doesn't get any better if you get what I'm saying to you you just keep hearing yeah. about you're either hearing about a new ordeal um, or you know a new a new account someone coming forward or you're hearing about you know the the developments in something that you heard about before yes I and agree. nothing kind of you know you you do get a bit you get disheartened on two accounts because you're hearing more and more about it but then you're never kind of getting any closure. Mm. when it comes to the kind of high-profile cases, 
they a lot of them still seem to be in the wind and yes there seems to be so much back and forth but no one's getting down to the it doesn't seem like anyone's getting down to the nitty-gritty so that's true i agree yeah i really do that's my kind of take on the whole thing from my perspective how important do you think it is to to talk about it like obviously one of my main reasons behind wanting to do this show is to talk about this Mm. is to raise awareness so how important is it to for you guys to talk about it and realize what goes on amongst your your girl mates vital it's as it's as vital that men talk about it amongst themselves Mm. as it is that they talk about it in the wider forums i.e with women Mm. you know um i think if it if it if it was talked about more, it could be prevented. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Right now, we're That's talking true. about it in a reactive sense because, like I said, this this whole onslaught, this whole, you know, it's literally been an avalanche, hasn't it? It of, has been of, an avalanche, literally these, overnight. These accounts and stuff. And it just hasn't stopped. Right. It hasn't stopped. Um, in your industry, for people that you don't know, you you obviously have your own radio show here. Mm-hmm. Um, have you come across sexism? Have you seen it firsthand? In or, life, in general, yeah, yeah. I was going to say in the industry, but oh, right, in the industry, hell yeah. Like you mm. see, it, it manifests in very in different ways that mm. are kind of the that have kind of become the status quo. Yeah, yeah. It's as simple as that. That's m- so, more time you're not even looking for things because they're so they're happening in plain sight. Do you yeah. understand what I'm saying to you? From 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 the content of from the content that a woman puts out as an artist how well that will be received versus the same content from a man you can see it just in that from how a woman has to be in a video to be perceived in a certain way do you understand what i'm saying to you it's all it's it's there there. it's It's there like it's right there on the front line you know it's there at a consumer level for god's sake yeah you understand how do you think do you think it's gonna change i was gonna say when will it change but I I don't know. Do you think because then it goes down to sexualization, doesn't it? Of it's very different for men and women. Do you see a change of it in I, the music industry? Say I'm hopeful. I, like sometimes I am kind of optimistic. Yeah. Um, but obviously time is the biggest factor. Yeah. I don't know if there's going to be. I ge- I genuinely don't know if in my lifetime things will change to a purely satisfactory level. Because they're already talking about basic things like, oh, the pay gap, we'll close that in 2048. What does that even mean? Yeah. It's insane. What does that actually even mean? How do you know? How have you really put that in your calendar in 2048 and gone, yeah, cool, boom, a pay gap closes that day. Do you know what I mean? Get the streamers out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Bring out the tables and chairs, we're going to have a street party. What does that mean? I don't understand. And no one can kind of explain these things, it seems. They just say it and... And and that's down to that. That's everyone, you know. That's everyone. I think, and and it's not. I think sometimes because it's the status quo, people are kind of, even the people that want things to change sometimes and have maybe the power to change things are reluctant to, because yeah, just pure fear. And that is the fear that has kept people from talking for so long. It's, mm. you know, the fear of your usual job, your fear of you won't get to where you want to get to, the fear of the way people look at you, the fear. Fear is something that will always be there. Mm-hmm. And it does take a brave person to come forward. Um, I agree with you. I don't think we'll see the change we want to see for a very, very long time. But do you think the younger generation coming through are more advantage uh, have more of an advantage than us because we Absolutely. we're talking about all this now. Absolutely. When like 
when the the old cliche like oh the children of the future that that's true yeah. some some sort of cliches are just they're they're true that's why I they're feel cliches. it more at the moment and, definitely uh, exactly I think there is so much more there there seems to be so much more integration right now Bec- yeah because of the world wide web it's as simple mm. as that you know like the newer generation they just connect so much more when it comes to everything everything they do they share yeah. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying to you? Everything Which, they do, they share. Again, could be a, a negative thing. But there are definitely pros and cons, but yes. I think the pros are that there's more... Like, there's a lot more... I, I, I personally think that there's potential for a lot more cultural understanding because of the high mm. volume of sharing among the younger generation. Yeah. The more you share, the more yeah. you know about something, the more you... Even if you don't... Even if you, because like xenophobia is like you, you don't understand something, so you just make up all this shit. Yeah, true. And say yeah. all this disparaging like fuckery about it mm. because you just don't understand yes. it. Yeah, you understand. You're afraid of what you, you judge, what you don't understand. Exactly. You're afraid of what you don't understand. You totally agree. Exactly. So the more we become desensitized to it, yeah, and that's what just it takes. normalized. Yes, normalized. Yes. When once things are normalized, I I genuinely think that's when the kind of cultural shift will happen. Yeah, and. and I don't know. It would take time. I remember I was the only Jew in the village mm. growing up, and literally, and like I had a lot of um, a, a lot of abuse actually um, when I was very little in a in a Hertfordshire village. My family, the only Jewish people, um, and that's the thing. It's because they'd never seen. But again, what does a you know right? What, what if you ne- if, if they never knew you were Jewish? Yes. Yeah. I've, what yeah. was there to go by? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So to think on a different scale, what that must be like. Mm. It's it. Yeah. Talking about things, even if it's an awkward thing to talk about, because I know some people feel very awkward to talk about certain yeah. things. You know, or are you offended if I say this? Mm. Are you offended if I say that? Um, I think uh, ask questions. You know, some some yeah. people some people are offended by mere questions. You know, um, people being inquisitive offends people sometimes and yes. fair play each to their own yeah um but i don't think that if a person is respectfully inquisitive they should stop trying to learn about a culture or something knowledge you know? is power and absolutely is. and as long as you're respectful yes you know um but then at the same time as long as you're respectful if people don't really want to share stuff not everybody no. you know wants to tell you oh I, I was on i was on the tube the other day and uh this uh this old white guy came on. He must have been about 90 years old. Mm. Old as fuck, to be fair. <laughs> to be fair, I'm, I'm, like, I'm puzzled as to why he wasn't sitting down. There were chairs available. But anyway, he sat ne- He stood next to me and he stood staring at me for, <laughs> for an uncomfortable period wow. of time. I could just see him in my peripheral. Yeah. So I looked at him. I just glanced at him to just make sure that this guy... Is this guy staring at me or is he? Is, is it, it just his face yeah. that's kind of there. in my direction? So I looked at him and he just he just goes to me, are you from Africa? <laughs> I was oh, like, what? Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> so obviously, I'm kind of like, I'm taken oh. aback by this question. Yes. On the tube, never met this guy. We're just on the central line. We just happen to oh. both be on the central line. Central All line. of a sudden, my origin is now in question. Yes. So I'm like, yeah. so I looked at him. I'm like, my parents are, where are you from? Good. It just instantly is like, yes. as, as like a reflex. I, I genuinely, the thing is, this is the thing. The point I'm trying to make is that I don't know if he was asking that in an offensive manner. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, the way that... The way that... Black people have been treated by old white men 
makes me think that every single time my origin yes. is brought up by an old white man you feel yeah do you understand i feel Definitely. i feel like i have to defend myself in some yes. kind of way do you yes. know what i mean and it shouldn't be like that because he might have just been interested but you don't know because don't know. again Didn't care you're at so the time. used to you know used to that way of being treated probably exactly or just not even a... the wickedest thing is i'm not even i'm not even i'm i can't say that i've had a whole heap of racist mm. um I don't take shit like I'm not I'm yeah. not a mug basically like yeah. I can kind of defend myself and I've, mm. and and I've just been lucky enough that I've never really got into kind of oh you nigger <laughs> you know yeah. I mean and then yeah, I've got yeah. a scuff in the middle of the street it doesn't really go yeah. down like that for me it's not it's not the kind of 70s 80s anymore you understand the so racism true. manifests itself in different ways mm. it's microaggressions now do you understand what I'm saying yeah, to you I do. so now I'm protecting myself against microaggressions yes. rather than a gang of NF seeing me on the street yeah. corner at night you understand yeah. yeah so the way that that it's it's this kind of um it's not even a chicken and egg it's it's just this it's a vicious circle isn't mm. it everybody's kind of suspicious of everybody because of everybody's kind of what because of everybody's appearance yeah it's 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 sad but true but again would that old white man say to me are you from Wherever would I wonder if he would? That's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, it's interesting. It's well. Do you know what? On that note, we're going to take um, a little breather because we're going to have some guests joining us. But we did have Sam Callahan in the studio, um, so we are going to play his song "Burns Like Fire." We'll be back very shortly. Coming up on the Fubar Radio and UN Women UK 24-hour radio show. Lucy Spragan. On the phone line right now, we've got singer-songwriter Lucy Spragan. Do you know who I love musically and lyrically? I've just heard vibe on Adele Ray at the moment. Well, oh. I've loved her for years. Wow. And I just love how she is so... She's like an openly, just weirdly sexual... Mm. She just says what she wants to say. She's one of those women in the music industry that you know she just does what she wants. And that, for me, is, is, a, is a huge inspiration because you don't see that many women doing that. Lucy Spragan, FUBAR Radio. Yeah, welcome back. This is Fubar Radio. Uh, we are here for the 24-hour live marathon. Uh, my name is Rachel Downey. I'm here for the entirety of said 24 hours. Uh, for the UN Women uh, UK, we're all chatting about raising awareness and lots of money for the He For She campaign. I've got Michael Payne in the studio with me, and we've got some guests. We've got, and I do feel like we need like a, a round of applause button or something. Do you know what I mean? Or I've got one here, look. Oh, so good. So keep it going, keep it going, Manual. Michael. Uh, let's welcome to Julia Gurley. Hello. Hello. Uh, and also Dark. Hello. Hello. Done. Done. I tried to make that sound like an ovation. Oh, it felt, that felt so great. Oh, oh, sorry. I wish I had that every day when <laughs> oh, I wake up. We can hire him. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am for hire actually. Weddings, bar mitzvahs, you name it. Um, you've got it. So thank you so so much for joining us. Thanks it's wonderful me. to have you here. Um, Again, I think when I, when I have any guests in the studio, I'm like, do you want to stay the entire night? You're welcome. <laughs> don't worry. You don't have to. Um, let's start off with um, Girly. Let's talk about you. Um, tell us a little bit about your music. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> Ready that, start. That, that, that question. Um, <laughs> my music, I guess I would describe it as kind of like alternative mm. pop music. Um, I guess I, I, I'm always thinking I want to I write pop songs, but I want to make them quirky and yeah. give them really relatable lyrics. And I, I kind of, you know, I, I love like punk music and 
you know alternative sounding records so i always want to like add that slant on it too mm. um and you know a lot of it's political a lot of it is feminist and you know i like getting important messages in my music too so i guess that's i mean and why is that you say they're uh, political and feminist why is it important to you to to get those messages across i think i think for me i just i just write about things that actually happen to me i write about my experiences and I think if you're a woman doing anything you're going to experience sexism you're going to experience discrimination you know um, like anyone who makes music that whoever they are will experience discrimination in some sort of way Mm. at some point in their lives and they'll want to write about it and for me I just you know I've experienced certain things where I was like I want to get this into a song you know for me like songwriting is like my writing a diary you know like so I think that's kind of why at first that was it and then I realised that actually putting those kind of messages into songs was really important because of the people that you inspire and influence through that and you know I get messages all the time on Instagram and stuff about like yeah you made me actually you know want to be more badass and tell my my sexist brother to shut up and you know (laughs) stuff like that which is awesome yeah Mm. it's it's so cool so cool um and also you're on tour, your tour dates. Yeah. Um, when Are you on tour at the moment or are you going on tour? I'm going on tour. I'm going on tour, yeah. Uh, Incredible. From April 2nd to the 16th, yeah, all around the UK, going to some places. I've never been. I'm going to Cardiff. I've never been to Wales. You'll love it. Great. I'm yeah. really excited. I've, I think that's the last tour date as well. So Brilliant. hopefully... Wales is a party place because you know. Yeah, they, I'm really get down. Are they? Are they? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it is. yeah, yeah. You just like remembering, you remembering like, yeah, no, times in Wales. I, the the first time out. I was ever in Cardiff, I saw the best st- uh, crowd surf I've literally ever seen. Oh, it wow. was the best. If the guy ran at the crowd, full pelt, <laughs> didn't even jump, just ran just into ran. the That's crowd, the ended up on top of the crowd. That's amazing. The Welsh <laughs> have this reflex where <laughs> you don't have to jump for a stage dive, you just run That's into it. the crowd. I'm going to try that. Yeah, try it. Smash into the crowd and you'll literally end <laughs> up on get, If I end up in hospital, I'm calling you. Yeah, um, yeah this, it's been recorded as well. This is going <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah, uh, it's all uh, I won't have a leg to stand on. No, you really, really won't. And I don't think uh, girly will. Alessi's Ark. Hello. Now, now, I'm reading, I've got like your notes here. You said here mm. you started playing drums after watching Meg White. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to see them. I went to see uh, White Stripes a couple of times, I guess, when they were on, they were on the, the bigger side of the spectrum. My dad saw them at the Astoria when the Astoria was still there. Oh, One of my favourite so cool. venues of all time. <laughs> um, but I caught them when they were massive. So I saw them at the Hammersmith Palais yeah. and then um, Ali Pali. And it wasn't just Meg White that turned me onto the drums. One of my all-time favourite drummers is also um, a lady. She's called Carla Azar from a band called Autolux. But you might like Autolux or know Autolux. Oh, I will um, check it out. Very kind of slinty, and it's a good sound. Cool. Um, but yeah, I remember just being really mesmerised by both of those ladies. And so yeah, yeah when I enrolled in secondary school and was asked, "What do you want to play?" like well not the recorder anymore <laughs> my parents might evict me yeah. at 11 um so i picked up the drums and that was yeah a isn't God that worse than the recorder for parents i had to save up for my first drum kit and um i didn't have one for quite some time so i just practiced them in the attic at school so they didn't have to deal with that 
bullshit sound for a while. <laughs> Which is good. Um, they still yeah. loved you for it. Yeah, yeah, we still talk. So. Yeah, we still talk. I go home on holidays. Yeah. Um, who would you say your musical influences are? Oh, it varies. And there are some men. But women-wise, <laughs> um, probably Karen Dalton. She means a, a lot to me. Mm. And then um, Of The Living... Uh, there's an incredible songwriter, poet, just brilliant woman called Morgan Nagler, who's been playing in different incarnations. It was Vagtown for a while, then Whispertown 2000, and now Whispertown. Oh, wow. And she, um, yeah, she knows no limits. And yeah, lyrically, she moves me a lot. And who else? Um, I'm very open. I like all kinds of things from like Tony Allen. Mm to um i don't know some brazilian music of late there was a lady called claudia from the 70s that a friend of mine turned me on to when i was making this most recent record yeah and um you might not hear brazil in it um <laughs> but i was listening to a lot of her when i was making this album so yeah uh, there's a whole palette of sound which is i think so so important for any well musician probably creative to have a lot of musical influences mm, um mm. let's play your track actually dld mm, um cool. we'll be back in a few minutes time here's dld by lesky's ask oh. Fubar Radio and UN Women UK present a live 24-hour radio show 24 hours yeah, that's right, 24 hours. I like how it's just reminding me <laughs> it's 24 hours. Did you get that, Michael? You got that, didn't you? Yeah. It's like rubbing it in. Stop with that wound. I'll, I'll cut it open for you, Amazing. Rach. Yeah, thanks for did that, Ida. Thanks so much. Uh, yes, welcome back. This is Fuba. We have um, Alessi's Ark. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Yeah, you are. You're smashing it. I Maybe for my... the first time in my Thank 27 you. years. <laughs> my horse-like teeth, I tell you. They do wonders. Uh, we've also got Gurney here with us as well um let's talk about inspirational women mm. um i'm gonna go to you michael mm. um i don't like the answer of mum we've had it don't get me wrong love you mum my mum good old bren love you <laughs> but not right now who do you say your <laughs> inspirational women are i've made it plain my my main inspiration for what i do because obviously my my forte is making music and as my the, the title of my first ever and only album uh, actually is Blame Miss Barkley and Miss Barkley was my English teacher mm. in secondary mm. school that I went to not far from here actually okay. um, in Highgate so I'd, I'd been expelled from a school before that ended up at this school but then you went to Highgate yeah yeah <laughs> my parents had this habit of sending me really far away to school but not quite boarding but just like just fuck off over there just <laughs> go yeah so first it was like Fulham I, I live in, bear in mind I live in Hackney have all my life so Good Hackney to Fulham at 11 years old was wow damn yeah. that is a hell yeah. of a commute that is a commute it was they a hated you I think so yeah I think you should so. make a song called Hackney to Fulham yeah <laughs> <laughs> It was, um, Actually, it, yes. it was borderline child abuse, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But then I got expelled and mm. ended up at the at St. Aloysius. And I think that was kind of the... And that sounds weird, but the best thing that kind of ever happened to me because, you know, I met this teacher, Miss Barkley, and she really put a focus on my creative writing from then. So mm. when I did come up with the concept for this album, which was really intricate, involved a lot of characters and stuff, I realised I was essentially writing a novel. 
So I just thought, oh, it's called cool, the title Blame Miss Barkley. She loved irony. Do you know what I mean? Oh. So it's a little bit of a nod to her. And yeah. she is definitely, after my sister, didn't want to go with sister uh, it's either right. because I'm it's a sister. I'm allowing sister. I'm allowing that. Cool. It's all right. Um, For now. <laughs> but my sister, my older sister, Queensley, is just my big ins- biggest inspiration in life in general. Wouldn't even be a musician if it wasn't for her. So, really? Yeah. 100%. That is 100%. incredible. That's good answers, Michael. Very good answers. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. How I like it. <laughs> Although for this show, not how I like it. Make it long. Explain why. Uh, how does it Draw make it you feel? Um, let's go to you, Alessi's Ark. Who would you mm. say are your um, inspirational women around you? Oh, well, there are lots of angels. Um, I, know, I know we've talked about mums and sisters, but they are up there. Mm. Um, out of the web of the blood family, um, I would say um, Mary Oliver is one of them. I don't know her personally, but she is an incredible poet that's still writing, um, mm. I think, daily, probably. Um, she's in her 80s, mm. and she's had a, a really wild ride. She grew up in the Midwest um, in the States and um, is gay. And uh, when she was, when she came out, it was, didn't go down so well, and it was very no. difficult for her. And um, she never felt very comfortable in her family, and she fled to Providence, Rhode Island, which is still, I think, to this day, quite a liberal town. And she met her sweetheart there, um, um, Molly Malone Cook, and uh, she was a photographer. And for many, many years, they collaborated. So um, I have turned to Mary's poetry um, over the years. Uh, It was introduced to me by this incredible uh, healer called Donna, who's also had an incredible impact on my life but yeah mm, carrying Mary's poems in my bag is like the closest to me is the bible there's particularly this one collection called Dreamworks. she um she just has uh, an amazing way of anchoring you there and then to um truth and safety and she's always leaning on nature in her poetry mm. Um, but she's got a sassy sense of humour as well. I can't recommend her more. Yeah, Mary Oliver, I'd say. Mary Oliver, that's mm. amazing. Um, let's go to girl. Who would you say your inspirational woman or women are? Yeah, oh my gosh, there are so many. Such I, a big question. I know. Yeah. Um, mm. I would say one of them is my grandma um, on my dad's side. So my dad's from Australia um, and my grandma lives in, in Sydney. And she's just a badass. Like she, <laughs> she like yeah. yeah just I just remember being a kid and her like she always just she was like she's like a chain smoker. She always just had like a cig- that's not inspiring, but you know <laughs> she always just had like a cigarette and like she was always making me like hundreds of thousands sandwiches and like feeding me ice cream at like oh. six a.m. Like she was like she was like gave me all the treats. But she used to talk to me about how um, <laughs> she was really funny. This is when I was like a child and she'd be like. Millie, I went to Catholic school. Fuck that shit. I, fucking, <laughs> I fuck love that. her. You know, yeah. yeah. She was just telling me Dumb. about. She was always talking to me about. Um, she was like, kind of taught me like never don't don't allow anyone to tell you that you that your ideas are bad or, or that mm. you can't do what you can't what you want to do. And and she told me a lot, especially because you know, I mean, God, when when was she born? The the twenties, the thirties. So she grew up in a time where, um, you know, she she just she was a housewife she raised five kids and then she had all these little different jobs and then she kind of got to an age where she was like i've been being told 
what to do by men my whole life and mm. I don't want to do this anymore and then she got to her 60s and she went back to university and studied oh, wow. Aboriginal studies and like would go and read to Aboriginal children in Australia um, in like the outback because the situation with that Aboriginal people in Australia is very similar to like the Native Americans in America like mm. they were completely um, you know the, the British came over and colonised Australia and then just you know, kicked them to the sidelines basically yeah. and so um, you know life for a lot of Aboriginal people is very bleak so she wanted to study more about their culture oh, and go out and read to the children and teach, educate them and stuff so she's just really cool she's really inspiring so yeah she's definitely one of them and then there are just so many I mean so many amazing I guess musicians and, and women inspire me to do music Patti Smith is a big one yeah um, Debbie Harry is another big one you know a lot of like women at that at that time in in the 70s you know mm. yeah kind of that era punk like the slits viv, viv albertine people like that it's mm. incredible yeah. and i love your grandma yeah <laughs> shout out to vanessa Toomey. i would say old uh, old joycey who was my grandma bless her um i would say she's a lovely lady um but the only thing again you know go to uni no my old grandma she used to drink a bottle of uh, sherry bottle of brandy a week. There we go. <laughs> she taught me everything I know, that lady. It's made me the girl I am, Michael. It's made me the girl I am. All um, the good brands of, of, uh, of brandy and sherry. Yeah. I bet you know all of them now. Well, the, she, she, the sherry brand was Croft. Right. Mm. There are other brands of sherry out You could there. have said anything. I don't know one brand. I, I could have said sherry. I always thought sherry just had sherry on the, on the bottle. <laughs> yeah. Didn't even have a brand. Oh, there's a whole new world yeah. out there for you. <laughs> get ready. Can we get some sherry? Um, oh yeah, it's lovely. And if you go to a certain, if you go to restaurants, they normally water it down, which is really annoying because right. I like the strong stuff. Mm. And my nan was ninety two, ninety three when she, you know. Popped off to the other side, and uh, she has a little frail thing. Wow, yeah, Sherry. Yeah, exactly. Sherry? Mate, Sherry's yeah. Sherry is the secret. Things kept her going, I tell you. I wonder when you need to pick that up on the way home. You both need to change your need riders. to get some yeah. 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 Sherry, please. That's such morning. a grandma drink. I remember my, my grandma oh, yeah. on my mum's side just when I'd go over to her house when I was like 15 because I knew she'd give me alcohol <laughs> she'd always give me sherry and be like, they're good yeah, they're yeah. good I wouldn't I, I wouldn't mess with the, uh, the the oldies but yeah sherry yeah. all the way and I have got into the habit of um, like if I'm having a meal out at home I like a little sherry okay yeah. just a cheeky one just a no one. one's watching <laughs> yeah, I'm crazy look at you <laughs> Uh, yeah, they are. I don't have a shirt. I don't have shoes. Judge someone else. <laughs> but it's lovely. But yeah, a little sip. Oh, it's a delight. On that note, um, girly, we're going to go to one of your songs. Yeah. That's such a bad link. On that girl, note, that. <laughs> from Sherry. From Sherry. <laughs> to my alcoholic <laughs> ways. Justification. To, to, uh, to your song. Uh, but we're going to go to your song, Hot Mess. Yeah. Um, now, so um, enjoy, and we'll be back in a few minutes' time. Oh, that was amazing. That's a big tune. Ah, that's a very good tune, Gully. Thank, thank you so, so much. Um, we've got to say our farewells to you two. But unfortunately, I feel like there's so much more I want to ask you. I know. I um, thought we could be here for the whole 24 hours. Well, I heard that she was volunteering then. I've definitely heard that. Uh, uh, no, uh, 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 Skating uh, uh, can wait, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
We just need Sherry. We're in for the long haul. That's what I'm still waiting for. That's the only reason I'm actually still here. Yeah. So basically, someone could bring us in some sherry. That would be marvellous. Can you imagine if I start drinking now? Wow. By 5pm tomorrow, you're going to be on the floor. So criminal. So criminal. Right, Girlie and Alessi's Ark, thank you so, so much for joining us. Have a wonderful, I don't know what day we're on. Friday. Friday. Michael, like, what day? What day? You're just like, I can't help you, Rach. Um, so we're going to take another quick break, but we will have Colette Cooper um, in the studio. I'm going to leave you with uh, Flesh Without Blood by Grimes. And that was uh, Into the Groove by Madonna. Uh, welcome back. This is Bar Radio. I'm Rachel Downey. And if you are wondering why we are here, we are here for a live 24-hour marathon show. And now I've had quite a few people actually ask why, why are we doing this? So I'm just going to let you um, in on the reason why I'm doing it. So I, uh, a couple of months ago, have was I was working with the UN and I heard about the He For She campaign. And it's a campaign. I feel very passionately about um, the He For She campaign basically um, women we we can't get to where we want to get to unless we have the men by our sides it's about men and women working together you know at the moment you know for equal pay for our rights we are the weaker voice and for a weaker voice to become strong you need the strongest voice to work with you so it's a, it's a campaign that I, I think needs a lot more awareness so I thought as I as I do a show at Fubar Radio how is um, what is the best way to raise awareness and to raise money for the UN and that is to do a show don't want to do a normal show I don't want to do a show for an hour or two hours if I do something like a 24 hour show it's going to get people listening talking if people tune in they might learn a little bit more about the he for she campaign they might start talking a little bit more about women's rights and then hopefully um they will donate some money as well so i thought i'll do the entire live 24 hour show um i believe we're only a few hours in um but that is my my purpose behind bringing this to uh the channel and the purpose behind this show being here as it is now if you want to donate some money remember it is for the he for she campaign just text uh UNWN. Hopefully, by the end of the 24 hours, I would have learnt this. Somehow, it's not sticking. <laughs> um, then follow the amount you want to donate to 70070. It's all about supporting UN Women UK to change the reality of women and girls globally. We can't do that on our own. We need to stand side by side um, with everyone. That's the only way we are going to make a difference, and I think we can make a very big difference. Now, there's my little spill over and done with. Um, so I want to welcome into the studio Colette Cooper. Welcome. It's lovely to have you here. How are you? Thank you, Rachel. And donate, motherfuckers. Yes. Thank I wanted you. to swear because it's yes. uncensored. Donate, motherfuckers. <laughs> It's a Thank great cause. You. You're it brilliant, is. Rachel. Oh, well. You're so passionate about it. That's brilliant. Yeah, Girls rule. Girls rock. They do. They do. And it's so exciting that, again, I we can do something like this and talk about things. Talk about yeah. things that are quite awkward for some people as well. Um, let's talk about your music. I know you'll be singing the song Out of My Mind from um, one of your, your debut album, uh, City of Sin. Um, I love here that you were told by Noel Gallagher after a gig, you did all right, kid. 
Yeah, he did. <laughs> Do you know what? Says it all. Brilliant. <laughs> well, you were all right, kid. You did all right. That's like, oh, all you need. You. That's all you need. So how long have you been involved in music? Your um, entire life? Yeah, kind of. I'm also an actor as well, so I've always dipped in and out of music. Mm, yeah. And... Yes, which is passion, really. What are you most passionate about, acting or music? Everybody asks me that. Yeah. Do you know what? When I'm you can't acting, choose. no, I can't choose when I'm acting, and that's what I'm in. I'm in that moment, and I'm passionate about that. When I'm singing and recording and writing music, that's what I'm passionate about yeah. at that moment. We've had quite a lot of um, musicians in the show so far today, and they've all been very open to the fact that their type of music they perform, they say, no, it's not one, it's not one genre. I, I'm passionate about all types of music, so therefore I want to play all types of music yeah I, I yeah i get that I'm, i mean i'm passionate from rock to classical to punk to blues to jazz i love all types of music yeah but what i'm passionate about singing would be more it's more blues and jazz wow and, you know I'm, i don't really want to do get up and do a sid vicious song or no. i don't have passion for that i mean i'd be up for that at like midnight i tell you but yeah you need it rachel <laughs> i really will um, so who would you say are your musical influences um Musical influences. I've got many. Nina Simone, Bessie oh. Smith, Bessie Smith more yeah. probably than anybody. Um, I used to, my dad introduced me to her when I was a little girl, and I just I loved her. Um, all the all the greats, really, all the jazz greats. Obviously, Billie Holiday, um, Rosetta Thorpe. Wow. Yeah. Um, all the good old El- Elvis. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah I, lo- Elvis. I loved Elvis growing up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and so and I loved Kate Bush. Although she's, I do try and sing Kate Bush when I'm at karaoke because her voice is <laughs> absolute opposite scale to mine. Oh wow! So it's a real challenge, and yeah. I fuck it up every time. Good I girl. can't do it. Um, we spoke as well earlier on about sexism um, in the arts and the creative industry. Oh, yeah. I mean, have silly questions say have you come across it? But I think men are scared of me. They'll be terrified to pinch my bum. Do you know what? Seriously, I'm terrified to pitch your bum. <laughs> I think they're intimidated by me, but I mean, I've never actually come... Not that I've been That's aware amazing. of. Sometimes I'm a, I'm a little bit naive. I don't quite... I think somebody's actually joking with me. Okay, I don't That's quite, interesting. I yeah. don't always... I, yeah, I don't always see it as um, they're being sexist sometimes because mm. I'll just give it back. Yeah, yeah, But I yeah. know a lot of friends have experienced... And how important do you think it is that we are talking about all of this nowadays? You've got to talk about it because things have to change and I think things are changing. Mm. You can really feel it now, things are changing. I agree. It's it's almost backwards, isn't it, that we don't get equal pay. Are you listening, guys? Yeah. You feel guilty. Wait a minute, you make more money in the spend than all of us. That's beside the point. (laughs) But But yeah, didn't they say like 20, is it 2048 or something crazy like that, that equal pay? But it's 2018, it's like... It's so ridiculous that we are still fighting for these little things. And that is a little thing, let's be honest. It is a little thing. It's like, you know, come on, it's about... And I'm not... It's not about being a major feminist. It's about equality. Yeah. Yeah, that's all it is. Equality. And why are we... Like, again, we are more fortunate than other women in other countries. Um, But even looking at here on our own soil, we don't... It's crazy that we're having this conversation. I know. It's backwards, mm. and hopefully in, well, not, not even five years' time, but we'll look back at this and think, can you remember that? Like, like, like we'd say, do you remember when women couldn't vote? Yeah. That's mental. Which is insane. Do you yeah. think there will be that change? Do you think yeah, it will no, it happen? Yeah, ha- it has to be. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Has, it just has to. I mean, You've got to get more women in politics. 
that'll yeah. change things. Do you know what? That's a very <laughs> good yeah. point. I mean, that's what's happening in America now is that a lot of women are saying no more and they're running for office <coughs> and having record numbers, particularly black women yeah. and Latino women are just running for the local office because nothing's going to change yeah. until the people who make the laws are representative of the people who need to be represented. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. And again, it's something like that. Again, need like more How many in women are in, are in the House of Commons compared to men? You know, yeah, it's in ridiculous. The House of Lords. It's that, that, that's where the imbalance is. So that imbalance <coughs> is going to reflect everywhere else in society. Yeah, yeah, once it changes at the top, as it yeah. were, it will yeah. filter down. More, more chairwomen and on board. I think that's like happening, that. though. It, it, it is happening. It's, it's, like, it's like, you know, the film industry, there's mm. more and more um, female directors now and being recognised and producers and all behind the scenes. It is, you know, we, we're getting there. We're just not there yet. Yeah, there's still we'll a guy at the very top making the decision. Mm. You know, very true and very well said. Yeah. I agree. Um, let's go um, to your song. So it's called okay. "Out of My Mind." Yes, um, I'm very excited about this. Um, so I'm going to leave it to you guys. Yeah, I'm just going to say this is amazing. Steve Council on the harmonica. Mm. It's fabulous. Hello, Steve. He, loved, <laughs> he, he agrees with everything we just said, right, Steve? Oh, absolutely. Good. Love you, Steve. We've got the yeah. wonderful Mikey here. It's like Madonna, we just say one name with, with him, oh, Mikey. Hello, Mikey. Uh, playing guitar, he's amazing. Yeah. And uh, wrote this song, actually, and I changed a little bit of it. So I'm a She bit made it right. better. Yeah. <laughs> she, made it, she made it more equal. I rewrote something. <laughs> I, yeah, I made it more equal, yeah. exactly. He's a woman on board. Oh, that's brilliant. Um, yeah, and we'll give it a little go. Brilliant. It's my only light I have to read this goodbye letter from you We had a fight I was wrong and you were right And now you're gone I can't stop but thinking about you Oh, my God. 
Mikey, Mikey. Are you sure you're going to be known like Madonna, Mikey? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> He's that weird Canadian with no last name, eh? Yeah, where is he? Where has he gone? That was amazing. Oh, Rachel, thank you, oh, darling. Oh, can you please stay? Can you stay here all night? Is that all right? <laughs> every night. Do you know, every time I say a joke, just uh, a few <laughs> It's great, isn't it? This is what These I've always needed. It's what I've always needed. Um, oh, that's amazing. So that was out of my mind. Um, and is it on your debut album, City of Sin? Yes, it is. That is amazing. Yeah. When when will your album be coming out? Mm. Oh. Might never come out. I don't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's right. Later, um, later in the year. Yeah, later in the year. Amazing. Well, thank you so so much for joining oh, us, Rachel. Thank you, lovely. It's my pleasure, Colette Cooper. Um, we are going to leave you guys now for a couple of minutes for Alanis Morissette. You ought to know. And thank you so so much for joining. Thank me. you for having us. Thank it's been you. Brilliant. If you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes.